it's recording and yeah it's a little trick I learned yeah it's the little clap right? from YouTube <laughs> Hadi what's up man what's going on right. man thanks for having me finally we're doing this we are we've finally. spoken about this quite often you and I yes we have um, and tried to schedule it and all that stuff yeah we did and then here we are right we now are. Monkey first Rock. of all I, I have to I have to thank you for this room because if it wasn't well, for you mine. I didn't create it but I know the people give yourself a little bit of credit <laughs> okay, well, I, I gotta tell you I did that wall I'm just kidding that, that's this a good wall that's, that's a good wall right this there this is all the work of uh, the wonderful peeps here at uh, Monkey Rock this Monkey is where Rock. Uh, I do a lot of my rehearsing as well so. really awesome it's really yeah. really cool really cool room I hope this sounds as good as I feel right now it's sound good man it sounds judging really good judging by the way the waves look they we look good. Well, I think that's what we need to do right now. Because you're talking about waves and all that stuff, uh-huh. we have to talk about who you are yes. and why I'm here. And just before we do that, um, I want to say that you are the first person I speak to in this podcast so far. So you're the fourth or fifth person I speak to, if you count James Hetfield. Yes, but I we're do. not going to count. count James Hetfield, man. <laughs> but we're not going to count James that's Hetfield. That's the beginning, <laughs> big bang. But let's just talk about the first three guys yeah. I talked to. So what... what, what um, makes you different from these guys is that A, uh, this is officially the first time that we sit together. Yes. So, yeah, I met you maybe once uh, hey, in an up? office setting oh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But the truth is, I've met you uh, through your music. And okay, cool. I've listened to your music way before I've actually known about who you are as a person. Awesome. Um, I've just sort of seen people sharing music here and mm. there on Facebook and stuff like that. And yeah. uh and it was a cover of Backstreet Boys, I think oh, yeah. that you've done yeah. uh, some time ago. And that really like uh, took me in because I loved your vibe. Oh, cool. Uh, I loved that you had this um, very dark mm. thing about your music. Love the darkness. Although now that I sit with you, you don't seem dark to me at no. all. The thing is, I actually don't think it's darkness. I think it's depth. Depth. There yeah. you go. It's not darkness. I think, I mean, you could refer to it as darkness. Dude, I love I, that. I refer to it as darkness as well because, you know, it's the contrast of things. Yeah. For me, I think that I I find, like, so much depth in being able to do music. Right. And, it, like, inward uh, depth, introspection in music. And, you know, we can get into that if, yeah. uh, if you like. But, um so music is a kind of a form of meditation for me. Right. And it's a form of getting to know myself. Right. And it's a, it's like this medium that it runs on no bullshit policies, basically. Right. You can't lie to yourself when you're writing a song. Yeah. You know, if it's a shit song, it's a shit song. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Um, so basically, I, yeah, that's, it's, I don't know if it's darkness in the general connotation that people perceive it. Uh-huh. I use the word darkness all the time when I'm working on songs and stuff like that, but it's not the like the dark element of like evilness and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's more just like you know, void of light. It is. You, uh, what I found really cool about your music is mm-hmm. that you've you create a really unmistakable vibe about what you're doing. You know cool. what I mean? Uh, it, it almost it almost became synonymous with you you know mm. what I mean like and that's amazing not a lot of yeah. people could do this not a lot of people could create a sound for themselves mm. and say that well this sounds like Hattie you know what I mean I appreciate so that. that's awesome. that's pretty amazing and and I think it's it's very interesting that she's you you change the word darkness with depth because mm. that's really I think what it is mm. and I think that's the word I've been looking for for a very long time yeah and I couldn't put my uh, finger on it well the thing is for me I, I feel like when I'm when I'm uh, approaching a piece of music uh, which is usually what 
what I'm doing because that's all I do, really. I'm not very good at many other things. But uh, when it comes to music, I think that I want it to be an immersive experience. Right. I want people to, like... I, I mean, not just people. I want me to listen to it while I'm creating it and, and remember moments where, oh, there's a sound coming from the left side here right. just once in the song. And I like putting in the time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like putting in the time to add these little uh, road signs as, yeah. as you're kind of like, you know, driving through the song and you're listening to it and experiencing it. So right. I, I, like, I like these little uh, things. And, you know, I mean, I can't think of a specific story right now, but I like to embed things in the songs without even having to tell people uh, just nuggets that make me happy yeah you know what yeah, I mean yeah. so wherever like I can Easter do Easter eggs for yeah, you yeah <laughs> wherever I can do wherever I can do a little bit of that um, as a producer because um, I primarily come from being a producer right so you're a producer mm. slash writer but mainly you produce right that's mainly uh, yeah that's what I do I mean for a living right uh, oh okay I'm a producer and mix, mixer is that a okay a, like blender if it uh, works it works <laughs> man why not yeah, yeah I do mixing and do mastering I, I run Haven Studio mm -hmm. um, I record uh, artists and bands and stuff like that so I've been fortunate to discover myself through other people's music because uh, you know, I get to realize how much of a hypocrite I can be with myself okay. when I'm sitting with other people. Interesting. Because, like, uh, I was talking to a few friends of mine about this not too long ago. Is that when I'm sitting, like, say I'm recording your, your song uh -huh. and I'm your producer. You come in with your ideas and you just give me, you trust me. Like, you give me the package. Like, choir is saying, like, this is it. I want you to take care of this. Yeah. And it's my job to treat that with utmost respect and utmost honesty. And then... Oftentimes, because artists trust me, um, I mean, I'm wrong sometimes, but... Um, but most whenever, of the times I'm right. <laughs> yeah, most of the times. <laughs> Not really, actually. It's, I think it's a 50-50, but whenever, whenever I pitch something to the artists, it's never like, oh, no, we don't try that. They actually take it on board massively. And for me, I've, you know, I've come through music from a control freak background. Mm -hmm. I want to do everything. I want to learn how to do everything. I want to do it my way. And then... When somebody pitches something to me, the nerves start to jitter. Okay. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. I don't want to listen to someone else's, like, <laughs> ideas and just get flooded by them and stuff. But then recently, since I've been producing bands for the last four years, yeah, it's really opened me up about, you know, just welcoming in. Like, I could show you one of my songs now, and if you say something to it, I'll actually take it to heart. And I'll go back and, you know, see if, if, like, if, if it's something I resonate with. And I don't have to change the song, but I'll, I'll like, hear it with an open heart and I'll, I'll, I'll actually absolutely love positive or negative feedback. It's all good. So when did you go from, or where did you find that, okay, I want to start writing for myself rather than just producing? Mm, I think it was, uh, 2015. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I had done stuff before, uh, with the band, but as my solo stuff, um, so you, sorry, you were in a band before. Well, I still am. Because I feel like we've ju just jumped into this, but we haven't <laughs> properly... So you, you're a producer. Yes. You're a songwriter. You got, that's how I know you through your music. Yeah, yeah. But you were in a band before as well, right? Well, uh, Benevolent is something that I've been working on for a very long time. Right. So that's and a that's metal the, project. The metal, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, but, cool. But I, I'm, I'm more into the, the solo stuff that I'm doing nowadays. Okay. Um, I'm basically like... I'm full-timing this. This is this is what I'm here on earth to do. Like, Dude, and I, hats off. Thank you. Hats off, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, has, it has its uh, beautiful days. It has some days when it's slow, when you want to do more, and you just aren't yeah. ready. <laughs> but like things haven't quite materialized just yet. So some days it's a bit rough. But for the, actually, I would say 
for 90% of the time, it's absolutely amazing because it's a very actualizing yeah. um, endeavor. You know, you, you pick up the guitar, you come up with something, you record it, you can listen to it. It's tangible. Yeah. It's instantaneous. Absolutely, you know? man. That's, so, that's so, yeah. Excellent, man. Yeah. So, so it's basically where... Where I swim most of the time. <laughs> so you, you, so you, do, you sort of like did the benevolent thing. So that's your that's your metal part, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. where you started like do, dabbling about. So is your background more of a metal one, or is it more of a? I've I've always listened to metal, and I've always listened to other stuff. You know, right. I've been listening to Coldplay right along, listening to Meshuggah. Okay. So and see, that's why I, I think you and I are very similar in our mm, tastes because cool. what I. What are you into? Well, I mean. This might come as a shock to you, but Metallica, <laughs> is, okay. Metallica is a band that I like. So, yeah, <laughs> but, <is> a shock. <laughs> I, I know. Brace yourself. Uh, no, but I, I have the, the the triad. I call it, the trifecta triad. Mm. On top of that pyramid is Metallica. Nice. Uh, the one side is Guns N' Roses, mm. and the other angle is Pink Floyd. Sweet. So that's the three sort of. And, and I'll tell you why I, I love that, those bands because. At the top, there's metal, which mm. is represented by Metallica. Um, on the other side is Guns N' Roses, which is rock and roll. And I absolutely love rock and roll and blues and that sort of, that sort of guitar playing. Uh-huh. And then on the right side is the Pink Floyd. And that's where it becomes experimental. Yeah. And it's really um, not about the technicality of your playing, but more about your ideas. Mm. Mm. of what you're putting in your music. Yeah. And I think if I would take your, like why I, got, I was drawn to your music, I would put it in that Pink Floyd area. Do you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you sort of like have, you're driven by ideas rather than driven by like, all right, I'm going to do the a very like really fast blistering yeah. solo over here. So that doesn't really matter to your music. To you, it's all about, you know, the the idea that drives it. And and, and just yeah. now you were talking about that. It's I mean, sort of funny you'd mentioned the, 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 the body work, right? Because I, I having, you know, worked on a lot of metal stuff, um, I've been more busy doing my stuff, obviously, in the last while. So, but I feel like, Metal music is the work of the of the limbs of the body. Okay, and it's the workout. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, you could call it that. And 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 my my solo stuff, the experimental stuff, is what you can do with your heart. Okay, not with your body. So it's it's not about how many notes I can play per second or right. how low I can tune and how much I can chug and right. the meanest face I can put on camera <laughs> while playing, which I love, by the way. All this yeah, you is fun. It. You know, yeah. I I love getting that that side of me out on stage and stuff like that. So, but. There's something about connecting to yourself yeah. through music and then going to play it live and then connecting with others and just seeing people who don't know who you are, who have no idea who you, where you've been, what you've done. They don't really care. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, while you're sharing a song or more, you kind of become friends. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because they, you know, they, they know what you're saying in the lyrics and they're kind of like understanding it in their own way. But... It's like it's like you know when you talk to someone and they feel you, you feel them, and you have that connection. Right, it could exactly. be a house party once and yeah. you never see them again. <laughs> yeah. But in that brief moment, you're close friends. Absolutely. You know what I mean? so, no, I, I completely, yeah, I completely know I love, what you're saying. Yeah. I love these moments. I live for these moments. So you say. So when I tell you about my trifecta, what's your like? Where does your influence come from? <laughs> is, it, is there like a pool? Is there like a you know, go-to bands that you go to that uh, year? I would say no, because it, it keeps changing. You know, I've been listening to Amber Run. I don't know if you know these guys. 
on loop for like, no idea. For like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll link you the album. I feel actually. very ashamed right now. <laughs> no, but, they're yeah. not big, actually. They're not I huge. should just leave. Yeah. <laughs> they're not big. They're not huge. They're actually okay. still kind of trying to make a name for themselves. But I discovered them, uh, I think, on Deezer or something. Or maybe my brother sent me a link. I can't okay. remember. But um, So I've been listening to these guys a lot. And I, I mean, aside from the heavy music that I like, I love Audio Slave, mm-hmm. um, you know, Creed. Uh, P.O.D. Old school. Um, Whoa, hold on. You just mentioned Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm not like the biggest... Scott's Tap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest Scott's Tap fan. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not crazy about his vocals. Okay. But I love Tremonti. Right. Yeah, Tremonti's brilliant. Ultra yeah. Bridge and, yeah. you know, the Tremonti solo stuff. He's a Dude, I love Ultra Bridge. I think mm. they're they're phenomenal. Amazing songwriting. Really right? awesome stuff. Very, yeah, like, organic and natural and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so I definitely enjoy that kind of stuff. But then I, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I like uh, soundtracks. Okay. The Hans Zimmer and John okay. Powell and uh, you can't think of more names, but, you know. So I can see that marriage now. I can yeah. see why those both worlds are coming in. To, I guess so, yeah. All know, right. I like a lot of ambience, a lot of, uh, you know, backbone. So stuff that you don't really necessarily know that you're hearing, but you are hearing. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. So you could have... You could have a track which is just drums and bass. Okay. And then there's some shit in the background that you're not really, you're, you're unaware, but it's making you enjoy the song more. Yeah. You know, I like to get into that. Like, I like to get into these, uh, uh, what do you call them? Like, um, hidden areas. And right. So I can't think right. of the, the word. <laughs> so I got you, I was trying to think of a clever word, but I couldn't. So. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so... You so you mentioned Tremonti. So I, I think I see the you know the darkness element I was talking mm. about in the beginning. I think Tremonti does that quite well. Yeah, sure. Um, he, Blackbird, right? Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, God. Blackbird is let let alone the album, but the song oh is my God, that song. is fucking massive. Yeah. You know that song is brilliant. It's insane. And I think he creates that sort of like vibe in his music. Mm, mm. Um, he, that that Blackbird song and there's also another one. Um, Wings darker than their something. Uh, it's on the third the album. Mm-hmm. Wings darker than their. Uh, uh, it's a It'll long. It's a, <laughs> but you know what I love about him? He also like he sings. Mm. Um, he has a great voice. He's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like his his vocals are insane. I man. actually didn't realize that he was doing back vocals until I heard his original stuff. Yeah, and then I realized that that was him singing with Scott and with Miles the whole time. Brilliant. Yeah, and amazing. it's it, look. He's not. He's not gonna go uh, Bruce Dickinson, yeah. right? He's not gonna be like you know operatic vocal mm-hmm. or or anything. Not even Miles Kennedy. He's not even close to what yeah. Miles Kennedy can pull off. But uh, I think he has that range that just works for mm-hmm. him and his band. Yeah, and there's uh, a sweet spot that he's just tapping into. Yeah, I love that. And it just works for what he's playing. It's perfect. And again, I think I see why you like Tremonti because mm-hmm. honestly, like there is that sort of thing yeah. that you're doing there he's there's something about that guy I, I think he's like you know how they talk about the formula in music right I think that he works it he works it he works the formula but he doesn't do it in a way where he doesn't sit and think I need to work the formula yeah I think he is the formula like right. he is the embodiment of the formula yeah absolutely whatever he touches turns to gold so what is what is that formula I mean what is it's not really a, a formula I don't really understand it as a songwriter as a like how I does mean, that you could think of like verse chorus verse double chorus and like I, I've realized that I have my own formula yeah and I keep kind of repeating myself okay but I like it so so, gonna, so okay so he, that's interesting so you have a formula that works for you and and is that like a sort of a like a process that you do? I think or it's a, more like a knee jerk. 
Okay. You know, I think okay. it's just like uh, like this is how I breathe. This is the speed at which I breathe. Okay. And that's the that's the how you write structure you. that I use for songs. Ah, okay. And I don't use it all the time, but like I'm not mindful. I don't have a sheet that says, "Okay, get the right. chorus done." And right. Get but it just chorus. feels right. But uh, like I just yeah, it feels right. That's how I I o- always feel like um, it it kind of says something. Mm-hmm. So the verse and then the first chorus, it's cool. Chorus is like a sense of conviction. Yeah. Verse two, chorus twice. So double the conviction. So by the time the second chorus like comes that. in, it's you believe the words yeah. more and you're saying them twice. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that's the kind of way that I kind of try to approach things. But again, sometimes a double chorus doesn't work. Sometimes the chorus is long. Mm-hmm. Having two two of them would be too kind of boring right there. Yeah. It would derail the song somehow. Right. But um, definitely find myself having my go-to kind of things. Mm. But yeah, I if it's not broken... Don't don't change it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I and wouldn't change it because I ha- I feel like oh I should change. No. Right. Sorry, I cut you off. Did, no, I was just gonna ask like with vocals. Did mm. you are, like have you always wanted to do vocals or is this something? No, like, not at all. Like, actually, stumbled I, on I it. I never wanted to do vocals okay. ever. Actually, and I used to hate my parts in uh, the benevolent gigs where I'd come in and sing clean vocals for okay. whatever six seconds per song. Um, I used to dread that, but again, it's it's something that grew on me. Mm. Um, Basically, what happened is I did a cover of uh, Woods of Ypres um, in 2012. Uh-huh. Uh, the singer of Woods of Ypres um, and the founder, um, David Gold, had passed away a year before, and he was a good friend of mine. Okay. I only knew him for six months, but he passed away, and I wanted to do something to pay tribute to him. Okay. So I covered one of his songs, and I completely redid it in my own way, and that was the first thing I've I'd ever done as me. As a uh, as vocal. As, as me. Oh, it was as vocally and just me under my name, not really? the band. So it was really well received and it kind of made me want to, you know, it inspired me. So I started doing more covers and then I just, you know, fell in love with singing. Wow. man! So, but I mean, it's, it's not, it wasn't until recently where I, like I'd be at a gig and like I'm standing up next to the mic and I'm like, I have no business (laughs) being the guy on the mic, you know, but I had to work that. I had to like tell myself that, you know, have some faith and, you know, just enjoy it and stuff like that. So it's definitely something I I enjoy more. That's strange though. I mean, it does take a a lot of confidence, right? To get on in front of a mic and yeah, because I feel it's definitely the most, um, you know, uh, revealing, revealing is a good word for it. Mm. Yeah. And and there's also, it reveals your flaws as well. Right. Yeah. Cause if you like just mess up some kind of like notes, you don't have a wah pedal to, right. That's just you. uh, It's all you on stage. Right. (laughs) If you fuck it up, then like everybody's like, Oh, this guy can't sing. (laughs) This guy can't sing for shit, you know? And, and that's, yeah, that's very difficult. And, um, and uh, me coming from a vocalist background, Mm. um, I could I could totally relate on that. You yeah, know, it's a very. I remember when I used to record with uh, Milton. Uh, Milton being our friend from Private Government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he sort of um, he would like remove everybody from the room <laughs> and just keep it me and him. Yeah, because he knew I was self conscious about Obviously, like a lot yeah. of these things. Yeah. And we'd I'd record something and I'd go back and listen to it. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm like, nah, man, it's, it sounds terrible. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Mm. But at the same time, he would push me. Like, uh, I would think it's good. And he'd tell me, no, you're offbeat. And you're, <laughs> you know, you're singing off time. And you're, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I'm sure vocally, it's very hard for you to come to like that grasp it's, of that it's thing. It's super hard, man, because it's, 
It's like there's uh, like you're supposed to make people look at you because you're like front manning the situation. Right. Um, and it's not really look at you. It's mostly just connect with you and just be be with you. In Absolutely. That well, you're and the I, face. You're the front. Yeah. Man. yeah. And you're, you're fronting it. You're talking. You're addressing like if I was talking to you and you're, you're not going to look anywhere else because I'm talking to you. I'm like addressing you. Right. So it's the same thing with a front man, you know. Um, if you're looking away from the front man, then they're not doing a great job. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, it's 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 difficult. But uh, but what I've learned from it is a lot of life lessons, actually, because I I come from a very like um, particular OCD, afraid to make mistakes background. Okay. You know, I've kind of walked through life for the most part just kind of on my toes and not wanting to you know mess it up and make too much of a mess and just. Try to be as silent and quiet as possible. Okay. Um, but then when I when I started playing live as as a singer, I found that the moments that mistakes happen are the best moments. Re- yeah. Because one, you have a story to tell. Absolutely. Two, if you're comfortable making mistakes, you can instantaneously connect with the crowd because you can joke about yourself mm. messing up. And then they'll love you for it. Right. And they'll, they'll be very forgiving. Versus if you fuck up and you look down and you're like, oh man, I need to leave. Then people will start kind of turning away and leaving and just there you create an awkward vibe yeah you know yeah. so learning that the cool moments and the magical moments are when you allow yourself to make mistakes right and you don't normally make as many mistakes as you think and the mistakes that you think are mistakes are actually not right so i've kind of learned about life like i can be a bit more experimental in my life and just take more risks and you know do more things that are out of the box and stuff like right. that. right so yeah i mean um I think I think people want a certain level of um, genuine, uh, yeah. you know, behavior. Yeah, you don't want perfection. Yeah. you know what I mean. And uh, and I think sometimes when I used to record, mm. um, and I hear things that aren't necessarily perfect, mm. um, I would leave them there sometimes okay. because it felt human. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it felt it's like a uh, sneak into what you are. Yeah, right? exactly. That's just that's me. That's yeah. how I. That's how I. That that's my art. You mm. know what I mean. That's mm. how I put it out there. Yeah. So uh, so it just so I completely see where you're coming with this. Um, but you're saying you come from a background of OCD and whatever. Yeah. Do you think there's a certain Characteristic, like a personally uh, personality characteristic, that writes certain types of music, or are you drawn that's to an that amazing s- question? Actually, like, uh, it's an incredible. Question. I just threw it out there, man. <laughs> that's just, just, just out of thin air. You're, you're giving me nuggets, man, and I'm like throwing them back at you. I so. have no idea actually how to answer that because I like I don't know what it is like for other people. Right, but I know that um, like maybe your personality type. How do you feel works for you? Like, yeah. is there a reason why you were gravitated towards metal in the beginning, and then now towards this? more mellowed out you know aspect of it um i don't know sonically what changed really i mean i i i still enjoy quite a bit of metal uh but i probably listen to a lot less metal than before right um but i don't know i don't know if that's something that i was conscious about or that i am conscious about or i don't know so but with regards to like which type of songs a different kind of personality would write i don't know i I actually want to research that that's a, I genuinely want to research. I've, I've always thought that. about that, you know, because um, so I was I'm John. I, mean, I think, like I said, we we're very similar in terms of tastes mm, of music. Mm. Um, so I'm drawn to metal and I'm drawn to, you know, the more atmospheric fire, like yeah. I told you. But I feel like I'm not an angry guy. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not. I'm just not an angry person. So when people 
think metal, they assume brooding, yeah. broken. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Broken home, yeah. you know, yeah. like a very tattoos everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. and I'm not. I'm like the complete opposite, <laughs> you know, of that. I'm just like fuck it, you know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm happy, you know. You and I are giving metal a bad name. <laughs> tattoos and all that. Exactly, yeah. you know? So so and I'm I'm wondering like is there a reason like am I Am I compensating for a certain um, personality trait yeah. through metal? Like, like is is it addressing my anger mm. in a way that's healthy? And it's maybe, just sort of maybe like maybe it's a camaraderie thing because metal is it has a all about the camaraderie and the group effort and that's right the the, the band and the fans and the and all that stuff. You Absolutely, know? I think that's in, in metal. It's super strong. And I mean, I'm not dissing other uh, genres. I love all sorts of genres, but I I don't know what it's like in other uh, genres. Like I don't know. I feel like with pop music, it's just pop music, right? You know, you don't have that sense of uh, strong following, maybe uh, in the way that metal. I think I know. You're 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 right. In in pop music, it's so mainstream. Mm. Nothing in pop feels like you own it as an individual. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like. But when you're looking at a metal band, mm. you know that in nature it's somewhat not mainstream. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even though a band like Metallica is really mainstream, mm. uh, but there's still an aspect about Metallica that isn't mainstream. That it's yeah. it's uh, you know it's something that you feel like you own a part of, mm-hmm. and and a Metallica fan is almost a, a, your brethren. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hey, you like Metallica, I like yeah, Metallica. Yeah, 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 shit. Like we can bond over you Metallica. Know the sense you know what I mean? Of honor, ownership that you're talking about yeah. is actually like spot on. But I also think it has a negative impact on artists. Interesting. Because let's say you you have millions of followers and they're all super like they have the ownership factor in and they absolutely love like your first record or your second record. Right. And then everything you put out, it's gonna be in the shadow of that record right. by that by that group, by that clan of owners. Yeah. The shareholders. <laughs> yeah, you the, know, just breathing down your neck. Yeah. Breathing down your neck, you know? And I and, and I, I think it's it's fantastic when people are um, that passionate about four dudes or one dude or whatever artist it's amazing yeah, right they're, yeah. they're passionate about what these people are creating what they represent for them but I think it's very important along the journey as an artist whether you're a musician or any kind of artist mm. I think it's important to just like really tune in like create you right because I see I've seen some bands that I love try to like copy previous records that they've done and re-release them right and then realizing that even when you do that, people are going to hate it. The haters will hate. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. people who want to be on your side, like, will love it. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a few bands that I used to love from before that I don't listen to anymore. Right. But I don't feel the need to, like, hate on them. Right. I just feel like we have an amicable departure. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing, you're doing, you're right there. I'm not right there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe later in life I'll be right there. Okay. But all the power to you. You know, you do your thing. I'm going to enjoy right. other things that are living in this frequency I think you're right I think in the metal community that's that's something that's very prevalent you know mm. uh, when you say that a um, like a band is always held accountable to its first album or second album you yeah. know what I mean or, or the album or, or the main them, album you know? yeah. Yeah. and then everything is going to be compared to mm. that first album mm. you know so and I think it's very particular in the metal community it's brutal you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. like um, Machine Head for example one of my favorite bands mm. 
is always held to an unbelievable standard when it comes to their first album, Burn My Eyes. It's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, your second album, not as good as Burn My Eyes. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it was like yeah. a life story of this band, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kept back to going to... And it's also with Metallica and, like, Pantera and, like, all these metal mm-hmm. bands, you know what I mean? But I just find it very interesting, the psychology behind metal or music in general, mm-hmm. I, I find very interesting. I think we need to research this personality versus type of music. It's, it's because something I think there's going to be some indicators. It's very fascinating to yeah. me, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's... Uh, and it's almost like I feel people who are into metal almost always, well, I don't want to say always, but you almost always see them, again, also always, but, <laughs> but, but for, the sake, <laughs> for the sake of this conversation, yeah. we're going to use always as a, um, as a just, uh, just a word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, they always go to this. Fuck, I did it again. <laughs> to this area where it's almost like the Pink Floyds or the, the Zeppelins or the, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really metal, but it's almost an area where it's experimental mm. and, uh, you know, you know, like, and I see it with you. You yeah. know, you, you, yeah. you went from that metal area with Benevolent and yeah. I have to confess, I have never heard of a Benevolent song, right. but... Uh, but I'm sure you're going to hook me up with some yeah, yeah, after I'll send this. You some links. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure, man. Um, you should have told me. I would have brought a CD. I should have nice done that. You know what? I, I I think I'm so hooked to your uh, this stuff currently yeah, yeah. that I forgot that you've done anything before that. It's totally cool. And man. even as as preparing for this, uh, well, I say preparing, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I listened to a couple of songs. Yeah. You know? But uh, I was on your uh, YouTube page and um, it was on the playlist and I was just mm-hmm. listening to, and yeah, I only have two original songs up there, but yeah, uh, yeah. those are the two songs I kept playing. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so I, I didn't make that connection with you and Benevolent. But yeah. still, that being said, uh, so I saw that you know that theory of mine true with you, where yeah. you went into that like you know um, experimental side yeah. rather than yeah. the metal side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just find that very interesting. What what happens? But you still retain some of your metal elements, right? I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, look, the thing is, it's it's I I, I don't like to classify myself uh, into any genres. Yeah. Because you know some parts. Uh, you remember that Amber Run band I was telling you about? Yeah. There are some parts in their music that could very well sit in a metal outfit. Okay. But they're they're just an indie pop band. Okay. You know? The same thing goes for other artists. You can feel these metal moments or whatever you want to call them. Just moments of like strong emotional barrage. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's and really that good. could just be a piano. But well, that's not what metal is, right? It's yeah. a very strong emotion. Like yeah, it's I mean, some sometimes it, some genres are more based on the sonics of it, the, mm. like the sonical barrage. Right. I'm more into the emotional barrage. Okay. You know, like like a flood of emotions that could... I could, I could like feel that way from a guitar. I could feel that way from drums or mm. a singer. It could be a cappella. Right. So I really don't like to... I think it's kind of weird to say, oh, I'm this or I'm that. Because I really don't know. I'm kind of figuring it out as I go along. And the plan is to continue to try to figure it out. Okay. Because we're ever-changing, right? I mean, right. the stuff that you listen to nowadays... Compare, like, imagine you have a band, right? And you're writing. And you put out a record seven years ago. Yeah. The stuff you're listening to now is so different. There's probably some similarities, right? But you've definitely picked up a new thing, or maybe the same bands, but you're listening to different songs and you're enjoying different records, right? But more than you did before. Absolutely. So how we do evolve, you're right? Yeah. Why would you take like how 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 can we expect ourselves to take the right for people to change? You know, mm. it's like almost this like uh, fixation. Like if I fall in love with something you did, 
I want you to grow and evolve as I do parallel right. because you're a sense of safety for me in life. Absolutely. And if we change, I feel like I'm losing a connection with my past or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a band that does that really well, mm. oh, well, I don't know. I mean, some people hate them now, but uh, <laughs> they've went from this metal, you know, uh, staple mm-hmm. of metal all the way up to like a very acoustic, like, yeah. Well, who's, who's that? <laughs> well, not yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, but Opeth, I think oh, yeah, uh, yeah. they've been from, they went from this really dark, heavy, growling mm. band, progressive metal. And now they're this um, progressive rock yeah. um, outfit and yeah. playing like kind of like 70s a progressive rock it even sounding sounds like 70s right records. does yeah. right there's, there's yeah. a rush feeling about yeah. them right now yeah. you know which which I don't mind I actually respect the band that's it, that yeah. that's is confident enough in itself yeah. to get to that stage you yeah. know what I mean and Michael yeah. Ackerfeld would say straight up I'm I'm not interested in metal anymore you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. And the thing is you know you don't like you and I don't have to love that record for it to be a good record yeah we can hate it but it's and that doesn't mean it's a bad record or it means a good record. It's just a perception, right? I right. Mean, you and I both can watch the same movie. Yeah, very subjective. You're right. Yeah, we can watch the same movie unless it's actually terrible. Right. Like terrible, like shot with like an old phone or yeah. something. Not even poetically done. That that even, way. I mean, it could be good. It <laughs> like, could be good. Yeah. Exactly. Project. Even that was that. a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Even that. Like, so it's hard to say something's yeah. good or something is bad. Right. But I think the way that people latch on to to things like movies or or in this case music is that. It's that moment in time in their life that they that they want to go back to. It's not the band's songs. It's not the band's record. Right. So it's like the memory. That yeah. Holds, so yeah. like the first time I heard "Nothing Else Matters," mm. right? I was just blown away. Like my life changed right. in that moment. Yeah. It changed forever. Right. And nothing will change me the way nothing else matters has changed me. Nothing else matters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just that. So there we go, man. <laughs> you know, nothing will. So, um, so do you remember that moment? Do you remember like? No, not that song. I remember listening to "Finally Free" by Dream Theater for the first time. Oh, nice. And I remember. Fucking love that song. Yeah. And yeah. I remember like not even being able to believe that the guitar playing was real. Okay. Like I had to go back and forth and then look up live videos to just see. Is this is this for real? So like, I mean, I'm interested to know. Like, walk me through that moment. Like, how did that feel to you? Like, when you it just feels like endless possibilities because I was a very young guitarist. I had just gotten gotten started. I probably had been playing for less than a year. Okay, and then I just came across that. And I'm just like, you know, like that really kind of instilled the obsession. Okay, because I was I was so John Petrucci was John Petrucci, yeah. uh, Mike Portnoy, uh, uh, James Hetfield, Kirk mm. Hammett. Michael Romeo from Symphony X, okay. Vim Amstein. Wow, man, that's Joseph a very Triani. yeah. I mean, I was diverse. into that virtuoso kind of uh-huh. like wanting to shred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I just, I, it's it's just not me anymore. Okay, you know? um, but it it definitely helped me because I learned how to speak the guitar language a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like when you experience something like that for the mm. first time. Yeah, it just like it throws you into a big tangent. Right, and I'm still on that tangent from that moment. That's insane, honestly. Man. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's, it's like it's just it changes your whatever your direction, it changes your like coordinates and but stuff like that. Yeah, dude. I mean, that album is brilliant. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's the production, the, the mixing, the performances. It, it, it honestly, it changed. Uh, it was the first proper progressive album I listened to, mm. um, and that particular song, "Finally yeah. Free," is. It's the fucking bomb, man. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it yeah. goes from soft to heavy, and it's it's got really melodic moments. And it's just it's I don't know the infrastructure about it. And I also remember 
like the sound of the acoustic guitar strums. Right. I just couldn't believe I, I could feel Petrucci like sitting next to me when I heard it on headphones because yeah. it was just so beautifully recorded. Yeah. And that was way before I had any access to any software. Or, I had no idea. So I was just getting into it. So it's lit- literally like a little kid walking into a toy store. Right. Right. And just seeing all the colors. Like, I don't know how to take all this in. I just need time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like and it's one of these songs that sort of, like you said, lives with you for such a long time. And you just sort of like, it becomes a staple in your collection yeah. of music that yeah. and yeah. inspiration as well. Yeah. I, mean, I got that, a question for you. Yeah. How did you get into this? Podcasting? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, like, what, I know you're a Joe Rogan head. Yeah, dude. Which I am too, no, by Really? The way. Yeah. Well, we got to do I another. <laughs> I love Joe Rogan, man. I love really? Joe Rogan. I mean, I, I'm a UFC fan. Okay. So okay, there you go. that's all I know of Joe Rogan. That's your, and then, and that's your door to exactly, Joe Rogan world. But the okay. thing about this guy is he's very intuitive and very insightful. Yeah. And I don't know if he's aware of that. But every time there's a fight... The stuff he says leading up to that fight. Yeah. If you want to put money on someone, just listen to that guy. Really? He usually calls it right. You know, you know? I, 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 I've never heard any of his UFC stuff. Okay. That, like that's, uh, I've entered the world of Joe Rogan from a completely different the uh, window. Yeah. Uh, the podcasting area. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I started listening to um, a lot of podcasts mm. um, because I run a lot. So, nice. I mean, every day, nice. uh, that's my routine. Well, what stuff I just, you listen uh, to? Like specific um, topic stuff or just general talk? Well, I started off with just newsy stuff. Mm. So, like, um, you know, I, I used to watch this show called Morning Joe. Nice. Um, and it was the U.S. election cycle. And I wanted to keep up with what's happening. And, you know, I knew there was a debate. And I want to know what happened with the debate. Yeah. And, like, it's almost like a sport. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. the post, uh, you, <laughs> know, uh, you know, uh, the, the reviews, the updates, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Donald Trump did this. Yeah. And Ted Cruz did that. And so... Um, and I, that entertained me a lot, you know, while I was running. I know it sounds completely boring to people, you know. Not at so, all, actually. That, I, I like that because it's it's like you're doing more than one thing at the same time. Well, it's almost meditative. It is to me. It's yeah. I'm running, and it's it's it disconnects me from everything. Mm. You know what I mean? I just like I'm in a bubble when I run, you know. Yeah. And so I started getting to podcasts, and um, and I'm also into like uh, the world of startups and so yeah. on. And and I started listening to a podcast called Startup, and. Yeah. And from there, I started listening to other podcasts and so on, and eventually landed on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And Joe Rogan took me into this whole other world, you yeah. know what I mean? Of awesome. um, just free thought and mm-hmm. uh, being open to other opinions, and, uh, and it's okay to feel offended by different yeah. views, and um, it's okay to be to disagree with other people, yeah. and it's okay to just sort of like have a conversation about things. And that he's you, really uh, like sleek and chill with the way he does it. He right? is. He's, he has a talent for yeah, sure. Like yeah. the way he talks is. Uh, it, it almost never sounds like nonsense, you know. Yeah. It almost always sounds like you know that's profound and yeah. it makes sense. And he's a guy who reads a lot, you know yeah. what I mean. So it yeah. just it he makes knows, a lot he of knows sense. Stuff. Yeah. And when he doesn't know, he says he's not educated about exactly. Well, that's why he has Jamie, the guy who yeah, like looks Jamie, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> young Jamie. So I, I I need a Jamie in my life at some point. So you know when this podcast yeah. takes off. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it, but man. What, like, um, where do you where do you like? What's the goal? Or is there like? Is it just like let it snowball and see where it goes? I, I don't know, man. I mean, look for me, it's. Um, I always thought. I, I always think of. Um, you know what makes me happy. Mm. You know what I mean. Like that's uh, why would you know? That's uh, that's uh, that's it's. Uh, I know it's a. It, it sounds like a very simple question. Yeah. What makes me happy? And then uh, throughout the past few years, I thought that. F- you know, thinking of a business idea that I would immerse myself in mm. would make me happy. So, yeah. 
I had a hundred and one different ideas every day, and yeah. I would think like, "Oh shit, this is a great idea! I'm gonna follow I've this been, idea." I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And I want to do that, and I'm gonna do this and the crazy stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, and I found that it didn't make me happy. It made me unfocused. You know, uh, like I just come up with it's like a distraction, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and it's then, counterintuitive um, because because you think you're being productive. But you're actually just wasting your energy. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. You waste your energy on things that aren't productive. Mm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I just decided that uh, I'm going to stop thinking about any business ideas or anything that I think I should do and I don't end up doing. Because God knows I have so many ideas. Yeah. And when you end up having so many different ideas that you want to do, uh, it just becomes like, you know, well, what do I end up doing? Mm. You know, and uh, so I started, I decided that I don't want to do anything. Nice. And I'm just going to stop everything. And yeah. for six, seven months. Step back. Yeah, take a step back and yeah. declutter. Declutter yeah. my, my that's, brain. That's amazing, and man. that's what I needed yeah. to do, you know. And I realized things that I enjoy are podcasting yeah <laughs> you know simple, simple <laughs> I like that I enjoy yeah. I enjoy talking to people easy barrier to yeah. entry yeah <laughs> so you need a yeah, little yeti mic, mic. Yeah. Yeah, that's it you know yeah. and a GoPro and you a know GoPro, that's that's yeah. all you need yeah. um but it, forget podcasting. I love talking to people. Yeah, you know, and that's why I'm here with you today. I just I love awesome. talking to yeah. personalities yeah. that do things that they love. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. have that conversation. So yeah. that's that's one thing. Another thing is sneakers. I know that's something that's really thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why I have my. Uh, that <laughs> reminds me every time. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I love this stuff. So how did the sneaker obsession start? Ah uh, man, it's I, I don't it's, even is know. It unusual. It feels unusual to it's, me. Is it <laughs> unusual? It's pretty. It's 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 a culture. Like it's cool, it, unusual. It's, not it's 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 a it's a culture. I have to say, yeah. it's a culture, and uh, it, I, I don't expect anyone to understand it. <laughs> uh, I thought my wife was going to be the one into <laughs> shoes. Turns out that I was the one who was into <laughs> shoes, and not the other way around. Yeah, I don't talk about it much because uh, because I don't expect people to understand it. Sure. You know what I mean? But um, it's, it's for you. It's, it's you for me. It for exactly. You. you don't do it exactly. For I like honestly, or... I go, I find a sneaker that's limited edition, and I buy it, and I'm happy. Yeah. So what do you do as a like? Like a sneaker enthusiast, what is? What, how does? Well, how does that? Work? I haven't figured that one yet. Uh, yet. You know, I'm okay. I'm thinking of doing something maybe about it in the future, but uh, I might do a website or something in, sometime in the future. But so it's but, all about like collectible items, right? Right, yeah. collectibles. Yeah. See, I like you, man. Yeah. You, you, you totally get I'm what I'm totally saying. Geek, man, when it comes to gear, <laughs> guitars <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But but that's the guy. I, we. It's not hard explaining things to you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Cool. Um, so that's pillar number two. So let's look at pillars, right? So number one was conversation. Number yeah. two was sneakers. Uh, number three is food. Uh-huh. I fucking love food. I love you know, food. so so burgers is a thing that I keep going back to. Burgers nice. and shawarma. These nice. are two shawarma, things that yeah. fucking pillars of yeah. my life. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? <laughs> Those yeah. two things that I love. <laughs> and then of course there's music. But music, let's call it the foundation, right? Yeah. So that's the sort of Goes like uh, yeah. So these are the things that I love. Anyway. But the thing that I, I'm drawn to the most is conversations. Mm. Dude, I like to talk about anything, right? Yeah. I like to, uh, Today I'm talking to you about music, and obviously this took a completely different tangent <laughs> you know, from music. Talking about shawarma. <laughs> We're talking about shawarma and all that stuff, you know. Uh, I like to talk about startups. I like to talk about, uh, you know, businesses, uh, religion, um, anything that we just... You know when you sit with your friends and 
you're sitting in a house and, and, and it's like 12 a.m. and you start talking about something and Juicy suddenly, yeah. yeah, and suddenly it's like 4 a.m. like, yeah. oh man, I need to go home, <laughs> you know? That's the sort of conversations like to have having. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know what I mean? So how do you take that to an arena where it's, you know, it's, um, it's almost acceptable and it's... Uh, targeted yeah. in a way well, that makes sense. Well, you just take it, right? That's, yeah, you know. Uh, because I, I feel like, and I, I went through a similar thing, like, uh, I think the counterproductivity is very productive of, of, of your, like, um, endeavors with trying to launch a business because right. we can always go back and think, what if I had done that? Right. You know, I had these millions of business ideas. At least one of them was going to make me a millionaire. True. You know, at le- I was going to be the next McDonald's or something, <laughs> yeah. right? But then if you, since you actually tried it and you experienced the emotion, of sitting there trying to do it and you realize that it's just not you. It's like you're off center when you're doing it. Exactly. You're just like, you know what? Tried you, not for me. Exactly. And I could say the same about, you know, being employed and stuff like that. It just, it didn't work for me. It didn't, it didn't make me happy. Right. And so I couldn't not be happy. Accepting a state of unhappiness is not something that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's very true. I want to be happy. And right. Being happy involves being sad. It's not like you're euphoric and you just want to like right. hug koalas every day. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you have your off days, you know. But right. but, it's, but you're you're on a path. You can feel like you're centered yeah. within something that really feels authentic to you. Absolutely. You know? So I guess maybe that's that that was that role of that you know few months or few years that you spent trying to dabble with business ideas. Right. Right. Well, you know, I mean, uh, something very important. Look, I think I started chasing something that wasn't really true to myself. Uh Um, So I started chasing things that is just for the sake of saying that I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah. You know, rather than I'm doing something that I love. Yeah. You know, and I think what you said is really important is Mm. that do something that centers you and do something that you love and you can go after it. And if it works, it works. It doesn't work. Who cares? You can try it. It will work. That's the thing. Yeah. It will work because if if it's you... I'm a firm believer in like things just work, man. When and and they take time. It's not like yeah. It's not like the guy who like if I'm a musician and I decide to be a musician. It's not like the guy at the label is sitting by his phone waiting for me to call. Right. No, there's a process, yeah. and and the process is beautiful because it shapes you. Absolutely. You know? It really just it like um, it it roughs you up sometimes in, in in ways like it's like going to gym. You rough yourself up so you can get muscled up. Yeah. And it just works things in in you to get you ready. And, but it is a process, but it's a beautiful process because Absolutely. in every step of the way, you're breathing true air and every step of the way you're, you are, you can feel yourself just connect within yourself and you sleep better. You, you're happier. You laugh louder. Yeah. You yeah. have more fun in yeah. life. You know, you, your, your decisions are made from a very conscious place rather than just kind of moving with life. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, you're not just like subscribing to things that are prescribed by society or that are expected of us and stuff like that. You just Absolutely. tear these things down, man. Yeah. You know, and you just do your own thing. So being on that path is, is amazing. Yeah. It's it, different. It, it takes time and it's, it's, um, it's a hard one to be on. Mm. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, I, I'm not a unhappy person, right? I'm yeah. happy. I'm, I've got like, like you said, happiness, what is happiness, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not koala bears every day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that, yeah. but it's, uh, it's, I think, Happiness, maybe, and being content mm. uh, in a way that is satisfying, mm. um, could be a good sort of uh, s- 
synonymous to happiness maybe because mm. happiness seems to me as bursts of like moments yeah. right but it's, it's stressful to think I gotta be happy right right but it makes you, you unhappy but if you're content and satisfied mm. and self-actualized yeah you know exactly. that's self-actualized uh, that's, that's for it. me is is where you want to be uh, as a person right yeah. and it's a process right you're yeah. gonna get there with time and you're gonna get there with um, you know with a lot of failures and a lot of discoveries and a lot of like being so frustrated with mm. yourself mm. that you're not attaining the things that you want to attain yeah, and, yeah. and so it's, it's difficult my language you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's it's I feel like we are speaking of the same language yeah. that's, that's, that's good but I mean look it's um, it's like I said it's it's just find the things that you you that make you happy in the, yeah. to begin with like that take you away you know like take you away from your routine that take you away there's, from your there's this thing that I read somewhere which changed my life mm. it's kind of silly to think that something that small changed I mean it's not it's numerous things that have changed my life really, right but and and led me to deciding to do music full-time uh, because when I was back in university I was like, music full-time? Hell no. Right. I'm just going to get a job, and I'm just going to do that, and I'm just going to strum in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a few years later, I'm just like, that's not enough for me. I okay. need more. Right? But then I read this thing, and I can't remember the, the exact words, but it was a quote where it said, the things that you do when you're, um, uh, what, is it, what is the word? Um, when you're not doing the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, uh-huh. you know, uh, when you're procrastinating, can't believe. Uh, there you go. That's because the... I'm a professional procrastinator. <laughs> I, I even so procrastinated the word. <laughs> yeah, I procrastinated the word. That's amazing. So with the stuff that you do when you're procrastinating is the stuff that you should be doing for a living. Ah, and that's just interesting. That is amazing, yeah. right? Because I. I would procrastinate on music, you know, it's such a good, not study uh, and just yeah. do music. And it's a very good quote. Yeah. Very yeah. good quote. Very life changing. Yeah. Conor McGregor style. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for me right now. It changes like... everything. Right? <laughs> um, but it's little things, you know, it's little things like that. And, you know, like for example, when I, when I had a day job, um, uh, for the, I was having a rough time at the day job. I loved the employers. So, and if you made me ask, like, not don't tell me the company, but like, what was your background? What's I was, it? I was doing uh, the last thing I did as a day job was I worked in marketing in in the in the media okay. kind of sector, right? Um, and employers were great. Everybody was treating me great, but mm. it was just long hours naturally, mm. um, and it was just far from me. It was like I do longer hours now. As, right. a, as, a, as, as doing what I love but it doesn't haunt me because I'm just doing what I love I'm right. like I'm I'm Ad, you know, right, I'm right. in my backyard <laughs> planting seeds you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? yeah, all yeah, the time yeah. and it's my stuff so um, but I remember the last month before I actually just said I'm done I would whenever I would turn on the radio or like flip through TV channels or scroll down Facebook, I would see something about someone quitting their job mm. and to pursuing their dream. And it was just constant. And I was like, okay, this, this is kind of bizarre. It's kind of weird, mm. you know, but I, but I'm just going to take it on. Like, I don't have to make sense out of it over who's telling me this is the universe. I don't care. Okay. It's just, I'm, I'm hearing this and it's speaking to me Okay. and it feels right. Right. So I'm just going to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? And obviously, okay. the just do it part takes time because you got to muster up the courage to do it because you're jumping in open water. Well, you got to have a fallback plan, right? I mean, I, mean, I did. I had I, yeah. I had a bit of a fallback plan, okay. but not not really very well thought out now that I think about it. But it worked out because <laughs> I'm running out of money. <laughs> it worked out because I was lucky. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, I think we become lucky when we take the plunge. You know, yeah, we, we get lucky. We. I mean, look, it's uh, you're right, absolutely. And and if you have like, a th- this is the thing with people who like say quit on mm-hmm. Facebook and like I'm just gonna live my life. You know, <laughs> those people for me um, are like, uh, cool. Are you rich? Because yeah. uh, I'm not. You yeah. know? So so here's, there's that. Yeah, work for a living. Yeah. <laughs> there's that too. Yeah. So. Um, so for me, it's you gotta have almost some kind of like fallback plan, yeah, you kind do. of, you, you know, um, that I don't want to call it a plan B, but at least think your path, or or at least make sure that your path is gonna lead you man. somewhere. 100%. That because I, I mean, once I was thinking of something, and some guy um, told me that, oh well, for me to support you with this uh, financially, you're gonna have to quit your job and do this on your own for a year, put your own money and uh, and then like maybe I'll support you with it. But for me, I was like, well, wait, I'm paying rent. Um, you know, I have my- Life's happening. Me, life's happening, exactly. Yeah. So it's easier said than done oh, to do so these things, you know what I mean? So hats off to you for doing it, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome to take that plunge and to, you know, and you've been doing it for how long now? Uh, to- Oh, oh well, you died. We're, wow, we, we've been over an hour. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're uh, going, man. It's okay. We, yeah, we, yeah, audio? We can continue on audio, man. Cool. So I, I did, um, I think, two th- October 2013, mm-hmm. October 31st, 2013, Halloween now that I think about it, was my last day of being employed. Okay. And so November 1st, uh, 2013, till now, I've just been kind of riding the waves. Okay. Um and 2013 yeah 2013 dude that's insane quite a while yeah quite a while wow i mean i had a little bit of like something to like cushion on to get myself started and i was initially looking at getting a different kind of job and and stuff like that but then the studio happened and i just kind of got into it and things just worked you know um and they're continuing to work and as i said you know some days are hard some wilds are hard some sometimes it gets easier and things just kind of align themselves somehow you yeah know, you just gotta stay open to the process and work with it and stuff like that do your part basically and that's amazing you still sort of like that's that's fine for you yeah, you're just gunning it man i'm i'm chasing it i'm going after it it's gonna happen i i have faith you know i really believe it's not because it's me it's because i believe in it you know? yeah like i i i i am a firm believer that we create our own realities we create our own life if we choose to right you know and it's mainly because i tried not doing that and it's seriously not worked for me like i anxiety problems and and all that stuff and now i'm just really chill and relaxed and pretty pretty happy so that's awesome man i mean that's it's it's really incredible that you do these things and it's that you followed your dream and and not only are you producing like for bands, but you're also producing your own thing, yeah. and it's kick-ass. Like Thank I mean, you, the, the stuff that you do is is great. Um, I, I, I absolutely love your your material. And is there any like plans for you to release something in the future? Or? Um, what I'm doing now is, uh, or are I, you doing like a track by track? Track by track. Okay. That's what's happening now. Um, and I think by the time this comes up, Sleep Awake gets released on the 19th of. June, okay, which is tomorrow, but I shouldn't even say tomorrow because this comes out next week. Next week, <laughs> yeah. So w- w- yeah, it's just check out my page. Sleep Awake is out. Ocean's been out. Um, there's gonna be another song. Hopefully, every month I'll uh, push something out because I've got a ton of material. Okay, um, that I've kind of been sitting on and afraid to release. Uh, afraid of the world for a while. Really? <laughs> yeah, but now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just so what's a, what's a complete song for you? How do you say? 
done. Let's do this. It's done the moment it gets created. I never go back and because I, I like to respect the moment okay. within which a song gets made. It's like you can't like, you know, have a baby and then send it back and then order another yeah, one. I don't like the <laughs> the length of its arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like I like to just let it exist the way that it it needs to exist without me uh, trying to shadow it with um, you know oh I need to sing louder here because I want to show my new vocal capabilities yeah that sucks you know I, I, I I'm just gonna so are you a one track guy like are you just sort of give it one go or no you... no not at all I mean I'm, I'm oh, a producer okay. like multiple layers and right stuff right like right that. but usually my vocal takes I do I do like a full take once if I know the song really yeah I do that's a full difficult take. man it's it's a little difficult but I mean uh, it's because it's within like my range. Uh-huh. If I was doing someone else's song, I'd, I'd suffer probably. Okay. But I would do like one take of, a, of the full song to get me warmed up. And then I do the second take and then I do a third. Usually the second take is the one I use. Okay. Nine times out of 10, I use the second take. Okay. Um, and then if I need to like fix something, if I said a word in a funny way, I'll just overdubs and stuff like that. Right. But mostly I, I'm a minimalist, you know, the first guitar take, if it sounds good, I don't, need, I don't need to do it again. Move on just quick, you know? Okay. Cause there's ideas flowing right at me. It's like raining on me. So I'm like rushing to try to get everybody, everything kind of like essenced out on the track, the way I'm hearing it. I wonder how your, your, do you use sonar or what do you? Uh, I use uh, logic. Logic. I wonder yeah. how your logic looks like there's, of all these tracks. There's right? usually like 30 to 40 tracks. Yeah, I would assume that. And, yeah. and all these There's so much atmospheric stuff going yeah. on in the music. Yeah. So like, But uh, you, can, you can get a lot of atmosphere from just a couple of guitars and a couple of keyboard tracks. You know, you use some nice fine reverb and a few delays that are different, you know, d- timed differently. They'll, they'll create a, their own world. Okay. And they start to have like a, a kind of a mind of their own somehow. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Dude, I mean like it's I'm really truly looking forward to what you're writing. Thank what you. is like are you playing live anytime soon or um, I don't have any gigs booked in right now, but I'm hoping hopefully after the summer get okay. a few shows. Well yeah, it is very quiet now, right? It gets a little so quiet not, here not very um Yeah. But um yeah, I mean playing live is, is the name of the game for me. I just love it. Do you watch any live performances? Oh yeah, all yeah. the time. All the time. That's what fuels me. Is anything does anything happen in Dubai that I'm not aware of? Because I'm not sure. There's a lot. There's a few shows coming up actually in the summer uh, okay. on the heavier side, right? Uh, which I can send you links to. Yeah. Um, Are you going to send me a lot of links? Yeah, I'm going to send you a lot conversation. of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's probably a bunch of things happening after because you know there's there's also like the the indie and the pop stuff. Yeah. Which which is great live as well. The production is awesome and stuff like that so um, there's there's usually enough things happening to keep us busy okay. in town okay. but as far as my gigs go nothing booked in yet but I'm sure some stuff will come who's up. your favorite live band that you've seen so far that I've seen physically yeah uh, Metallica hands really? down hands down man I almost cried the whole way <laughs> honestly I couldn't believe which year though um, uh, 2013 2013 April. April okay yeah I could not believe my eyes when they came on stage because I, I I was like like I've seen every DVD right I've seen some kind of monster maybe like eight or ten times <laughs> yeah um and so I've I've really like and I've seen the Death Magnetic making of right. probably sixteen times. Yeah. Um, so just seeing them there in the flesh, and I got pretty close to Lars towards the end when he came down to give the sticks. Oh wow, you're up front. I, I mean I like every after every song, some people would go to like get drinks. Uh huh. So I would you know squeeze in, and so by the by the last song, I was pretty close up front, and I just he was like probably just distance of that guitar for me, and I, I couldn't bad, eh? couldn't believe it, man. But I mean, you met Papa Hats, so. I've seen them five times, man. Really? Yeah, five. Oh man, five times. I've seen twice, obviously here in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Um, 
once in Spain, mm. once in the first time I saw them was in Germany. So. Right. It was 80,000 monsters, you know, nice, like nice. German fans who are like Metallica fanatics. Um, and I was like front row. Uh, that's how I knew I could do anything I put my mind to, you know. Because yeah. I mean? everybody told me before I went to the show that uh, there is no way you're going to be front row to yeah. this concert. It's going to be 80,000 people. You're crazy. Yeah. There's no way you're going to be front row. Sure enough, woke up really early in the morning. Nice. Uh, lined up and ran to the gates, ran to the barricade, and I got to the front. I, dude, I was there from 8 a.m. all the way up till when Metallica came on stage at 10 p.m. Dude, I died, but the moment they walked on stage, it was worth it. It was like, fuck yeah. And you didn't go, you didn't move anywhere, right? You were dude, I spot. was hungry, I you was didn't have food thirsty, on you. nothing. Jeez. There's this guy in the front row was passing around a bucket of water, so putting like a glass of water and giving it to people. But I was worried of uh, AIDS and syphilis, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, "That exactly seems like a lot of diseases." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching it. So you can uh, pick which disease you want. You can <laughs> with just that specific one. Do <laughs> you want uh, syphilis today, or do you? Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I decided not to drink water. Nice. But it was, uh, yeah, it was. So it was magical. It was a magical moment. A moment yeah. Headfield walks on stage. This is like you said. I've seen every DVD, every YouTube video, everything. But it's something else when they're there, right? Yeah, it's it's just incredible. It's incredible. It was amazing. I and, mean, the, uh, like they've been in all these places and now they're here, meters away from yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely, it's man. It's insane. But there was something special about their Abu Dhabi show because mm. uh, because it was it's very different when Hetfield says, you know, United Arab Emirates, we are here. Yeah, you know? I, and know, like, I know. I know. Fuck, man, yeah. that's me. That's yeah. where I am. That's where I live. You know what I mean? So He's talking to me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm one of these guys. <laughs> it's different when he says, hey, Germany. He's like, hey, I'm not Germany. You know yeah. what? I also think it's because they've only been here what twice yeah twice so it's still the new place yeah and, and they've been around for I mean there's only a few places that they haven't played for the first time absolutely you know yeah. so or the first or second time I'm hoping so. that they could come back again man I, I mean hope so. really really hope so tour the new records so. did you see the Guns N' Roses show I did not I was uh, working was it good on. it was amazing man yeah. was Slash Axel and Duff like Jeez. why would you need I know yeah well it's alright it's, it's all <laughs> good we were doing so well for the past hour <laughs> I ruined it and this is it man Just it up <laughs> I'm gonna flip this table right here <laughs> yeah um, uh, but it was it was packed right it was yeah it was, whoa man it was 30,000 yeah it was mm. insane it was it was amazing it was a really good show Jeez. Um, I would recommend if you ever ever stumble upon this and if you ever decide to travel or anything like that uh, Roger Waters yeah from Pink Floyd puts on a mean show yeah uh, the guy is 70 plus I've been hearing that actually yeah, yeah. but he's incredible nice. incredible you've seen him live before right yeah I've seen him play uh, The Wall so he was he did the whole like production of The Wall nice. and like it was amazing like Incredible. what an amazing performance amazing um, so he's doing a new tour now yeah um even if you're not a Pink Floyd fan, I it's, love Pink uh, Floyd. It's so magical. Absolutely man. love Pink Floyd. Uh, I've seen David Gilmour as well. Um, also an amazing uh, performance. Not as good as uh, Waters. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. um, Waters puts on a show. Yeah. You know, Waters yeah. puts on a like. It's probably that connect, man. Yeah. Well, well, even if you like, it's almost like you're going to a Broadway show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and you're yeah, watching yeah. The, what's happening on stage. Mm. Uh, Gilmour is just a very small like. There's a couple of guys behind him. Right. Small stage. Even right. though he's playing in an arena, you know, it feels like he's feels in a... Smaller. It feels very small. And if you're not into uh, Gilmore's songs, you'll get lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and there's a lot of solos, right? And very solo stuff, yeah. yeah. But for me, I, I mean, David Gilmore is David Gilmore, right? If I see him, I probably wouldn't get bored. But for me, I, I, I like things in uh, like 
less is more. Right. You know, so if uh, I don't like listening to extensive solos. Right. And I love Me guitar. Too. I love guitar solos, but I, I like short and sweet. Right. You know, one solo for a couple bars, get it done, move on in life. You know I, what I, I mean? I think Gilmore, I mean, that's why for me he's my favorite guitar player because mm. uh, he's not a wanker. He, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. not a fret wanker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He plays, he knows his notes. You know, like he just has, he just chooses a couple of notes and he plays them and he plays them really, really well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I absolutely love he's David. He's got his Gilmore. language. I mean, yeah. you know, you can hear a couple of notes and just know it's him. Yeah, it's the, or he uses the Fender Stratocaster, right? right that's right, right, the, yeah. he's that's his. That's his thing. And he makes that sound, he makes the guitar truly speak yeah. and weep. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, we've been going off for an hour. Um, Longer, probably. Actually, exactly one hour. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, but man, I love this. this Thank you really so much. Good. Me too. I had a for our first conversation ever, I think it went <laughs> truly we well. You well. Know? Yeah. Um, for people who are watching, um, I'm sorry that you are now looking at a blank still screen, screen yeah. of you and I, oh, you still, know, still screen, yeah. uh, but it's okay for the last 10 minutes. It's not yeah. a problem. It's cool. Um, but thank you so much Thanks for, for, for me, taking the time. I know you live quite far off from here, but thank yeah. you. And thank you for discovering the studio, man. It's yeah. really cool. I think I'm going to make it a regular occurrence. You'll be in good hands to be here. It's really cool. I love this. I could keep talking because I could see the levels of, <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah. It looks so good. Waveforms look great. They look amazing, man. <laughs> Um, but, but thanks so much for introducing for me. me. And yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And Hadi Sereyuddin. Yes, you got it. I got you. That's it. Uh, please like his page on Facebook. Do that. He is also on YouTube and Instagram and on Instagram. And and you listen to him, you will not regret it. Thank you, sir. That's it. Sweet. All right. Awesome, that was man. Awesome, dude. <laughs> I had a great time, dude, man. I'll